everybody, and welcome to our newest project for first responder wellness, No One Fights Alone, an in-depth conversation about mental health and addiction in the first responder space. We're joined by your hosts Austin Pedersen and Brad Shepard. And we are back with another episode of No One Fights Alone, a podcast surrounding first responder mental health and wellness. Uh, super grateful to be here in 2023, continuing with this project. Uh, you know, I, I have to say and give a shout out to all of the the listeners, the the people that have joined us on this journey uh, through this podcast, and, and thank them for listening in. Um, you know, I mean, we hit a huge milestone the other day. I mean, we started this, we released this project August 1st, uh, 2022, with no expectation at all. Like, I, I'd been wanting to do this for like over a year or two. I saw that there wasn't, I mean, there's there's some really good podcasts in this space, but I felt like maybe there was uh, a spot for us there. And uh, why I think that is just, I think that we... The, the people that I have surrounded myself with and, uh, you know, Chateau and the community and, um, you know, the people in Utah have really embraced a different idea of, of healing for first responders. And we wanted to get that out. And, you know, personally, uh, we started it in, you know, just this spare bedroom in my house with uh, Josh, who all of you know was uh, an integral part of season one of this podcast and we just kind of shot from the hip and uh uh, you know like i said we've we've just hit a milestone of ten thousand listens and uh that is amazing and i i really am grateful for all of you because with without you listening in without somebody from california you know telling somebody from the east coast like hey man you gotta gotta check out this trevor guy you know this uh angry viking therapist or west coast post-trauma or you know all of these other episodes um, that that we made, um, it wouldn't, you know, do what it does, and that's that's spread the word of, of, of strength, of hope, of of healing, of, you know, uh, knowledge, right? And and so, um, you know, in saying that, you know, Josh was a was a great, um, like, integral part of season one, and. Uh, you know what I want to do now is is jump into the way that 2023 is going to look, and uh, you know this year we are super excited uh, to to try and take this thing uh, a little bit further than we had before, right? It was it was kind of a shoot from the hip thing, and we we've developed a plan over the last little bit to to really try and grow this and spread the word, um, get people on that you know have that experience and that strength and that hope and that. Um, you know, knowledge surrounding first responders. And so, you know, episode two, or episode, season two, sorry, uh, is going to be co-hosted by a, a good friend and somebody that you guys have been introduced before uh, in Brad Shepard. Um, you know, Brad, for those of the, for, you know, the listeners out there that didn't listen in on your episode, which I believe it was episode three, um, I mean, give us a little background on you. Give us, give us. I, I think this is going to be a cool episode to talk about because you've been involved in wellness for a long time, right? Whether it's CISM or peer support or trainings or nonprofits or, or whatever it is, right? Um, you know, give give the listeners 
little background of yourself and, and why you give a shit about this and why this podcast was something that, um, you know, we, we wanted you and you wanted to be involved in. Austin, thanks for uh, having me on, and I uh, absolutely am honored by the uh, invitation to sit second chair with you in this journey because I, I do have a passion for this, I, and it uh, resonates uh, back to really my, uh, my core uh, beliefs and, and upbringing within my family of uh, you know, serving outwardly, and, and that has continued to... Um, evolve itself even through my own journey of finding myself and actually looking uh, to my own um, difficult paths and hurdles that I've that I've undertaken and overcome and um, you know really embrace the fact that that hey I'm I'm sitting in this space and the reality of sitting in this space is I get better when I help others get better and offering uh you know just any any facet of of maybe a pat on the back or a high five or a uh hey get up you can keep going type conversation is something that i'm really interested in being part of and having uh i was really excited about doing the podcast when when you first asked me uh back gosh i don't remember when that was that was september, september? yeah mm-hmm. and uh i had a great time I uh, I got a little enthusiastic about it, and, and uh, I think we, we ended up spending so much time, like time flew by, before we even realized that we were having a good time. Yeah, well, and then, you know, to jump into the episode that you did, and like I said, if you haven't listened, it's it's back in season one, episode three, I believe. But that was when, you know, I really, we saw the impact of that episode, right? And you and I, I mean, I remember being at my sister's wedding, and you call me and be like, hey, man, people are... I'm getting text messages. I'm getting calls. Like you've got, you've got some listeners in there. And I remember just being mind blown. Like, I'm like, dude, this is actually, I mean, these listeners, you know, obviously we're centrally located in Utah. We do travel to do this podcast depending and things like that. But I remember, you know, the listener that you would, uh, I was like, Hey, what area are they from? And you know, you said Washington DC. And I'm like this little itty bitty, you know, podcast that it was thrown together by, you know, two dudes who have no idea what they're doing is getting listened to across the country. And I thought to my head, in my head, I'm like, could this actually be, you know, a, a vehicle to help others realistically, right? That was always the goal, but I had no idea if we could do it. For sure. I, I was actually amazed a little bit myself. I didn't, um, I didn't really advertise it. I gave it to a few family members. Um, I, I mean, California, Arizona, Texas, Florida, DC. I mean, it went, it, it's actually amazing to me still that this um, really, for lack of a better term, non-marketed uh, podcast, in essence, is uh, garnering such a strong uh, download out here in the uh, in the law enforcement, firefighter, paramedic, trauma nurse world of people um, looking for answers. You know, and that that's the other thing that excites me about being a part of this is is the uh, Really, the opportunity, you know, having having been a part of Chateau as uh, as a client, and and now being a part of uh, Chateau, uh, bringing uh, quote unquote the Chateau experience uh, to to life for people, and really talking about things that we all maybe currently have or have had questions about that 
you know, those are, those are stigmatized questions that if I ask, you know, I'm asking for a friend, uh, those type of, uh, conversations really are not conversations being held enough out here. So I, I feel really passionate about the fact that we're going to sit here and offer up a, um, a Chateau experience to listeners out here and who may have themselves or in their, in their bubble, somebody that can say, you know what, there was a podcast that I would really like for you to listen to resonated with me. Maybe it'll resonate with you on, um, taking a little different look at life and maybe a little bit different, uh, attitude about where you're at. And, uh, which is the, you know, that's in small part of the theme of the Chateau experience. Yeah. And, and I guess this is a time to, at least for, for those to, to congratulate you on joining the team. And I'm super grateful for you being here at Chateau. Uh, I think it'll be, this is going to be some fun stuff, right? Like, you know, we get to, um, open our minds and just kind of figure out what we want to do moving forward together and, and help those that are struggling. But, you know, also at the same time, like, especially when we're jumping into, you know, that Chateau experience and that Chateau talk, I, I, I've never said this before on the podcast and we haven't really brought it up. And I think we've had some key guests come through that have gone through Chateau or worked at Chateau. And, and the reason we had them on was because of the experience and the, sure. the thoughts and right. you know their processes and all that thing. But our goal with this podcast has never been to sell bets, right? Like it, we're, this is not a, um, you know, listen to how smart we are, listen to, to, you know, what we can do for you and change and come to our program. Right. Yeah. Like that, that has never been my design. And I think maybe that's why it's done. Okay. I mean, it does, it's branded towards such a small community that I never thought we would get 10,000 listens in six months. I think that's amazing. I, yeah. I think it's absolutely amazing that you've got uh, so many people out here pulling this up and saying, uh, I want to take this. Uh, and you're right. There's, there's podcasts everywhere. I mean, you, you, the fact that you've got 10,000 people saying, I choose you, uh, is, is, is pretty amazing. Uh, not because you do a poor job, but just because there's so many, uh, opportunities out there to take a listen somewhere. And I gotta be honest. I, I, uh, I choose my podcast pretty wisely because I, I am, you know, fiercely guard my time. And we were just having this conversation about uh, certain podcasts that are like, two and three hours and four hours. I'm like, I just can't, I can't get on board with some of those, but these out, these podcasts that really, you can throw out, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of, of information. I may be traveling for 45 minutes and you know what, I'm going to pull Austin up and, uh, you know, let's, let's give it a listen. And the no one fights alone podcasts have been, uh, absolutely amazing. You've got, you had some great guests on here. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the, the simple fact that, um, uh, you actually put people in a position to talk about relevant topics within the first responder culture. Um, standalone is a, um, is a great win because we need it. We need these uh, first responders out here hearing, Hey, there may be a different way to live. There may be a different, and, and none of those uh, that I've heard uh, have been, uh, about coming to this facility, even though this facility is amazing, I absolutely love it. The staff's amazing. Over and over, I, that's why I'm here. That's why I said I want to be a part of this team. Uh, but the podcasts aren't about that. 
I feel like the podcasts are about how can we actually uh, generate conversations out there uh, towards talking about difficult topics. Uh, yeah. You know, breaking depression. the stigma. Yeah, breaking that stigma. Yeah, it's stigma still items. there. It's still there, right? Like, Absolutely. Like, and you and I were talking about just bullshitting earlier about what we we're going to do, and you know. Um, talking about how it's changed over the last couple of years and that stigma is still there. Yes, it has changed, but like that's that's the goal, right? Is to just like someone from the own comfort of their house can listen about mental health and wellness and not have to go to their peer support the next day and say I'm fucked up, right? Like it just implants thoughts and sure. you know processes and and all of that stuff and that's that's the goal, right? Well, I don't know that I mean it, this may be a, a clinician type answer, but I don't know that it ever goes away. I mean, you just keep uh, funneling people into the system and recruiting people into these uh, hero jobs, this, you know, noble, courageous and honorable endeavor of serving the, the communities that they're in. Uh, and, and when they do that, they're inherently, uh, you know, the hero complex comes to comes to bear and actually look at in the mirror and say, mm, maybe I'm not as tough as I thought I was or maybe I've got... Uh, you know, why did that affect me so bad? Why am I crying right now? You know, those type of questions. Uh, I remember asking myself a couple of those early on in my career of saying, Man, I don't know what's happening to me right now, but I'm not down with this. Like, yeah. I've got I've to do something different. Well, I think that's ultimately the segue of, you know, like what I really wanted to talk about in the, the first episode of 2023 is just how, like, grateful I really am for the people that we have brought on and the response that we've had. And... And if those guys that have, have been on and guys and gals that have been on and, and are listening in, you know, I want to say thank you to you and, and thank you for uh, the message that you spread. I mean, I brought it up earlier, but our, our number one most talked about episode has been Trevor's. Uh, Trevor Wilkins, the Angry Viking Therapist. Look him up on Facebook, social media, whatever it may be. But, I mean, not only from a standpoint of... You know, people like you and me, right, that are sitting there going like, okay, I kind of understand this, and, and, I, and I think I have a pretty good viewpoint, but this guy knows his shit. Two, you know, people throughout the country that are like, oh, shit, that's me. Like, that all just, like, this light bulb went off, and you've heard it firsthand. And, well, and he just broke it down on such a simple yeah. level. He, he made it, he, you know, I've heard people talk about trauma on a, on a level where it made sense, but he just made it real. He just made it like it's a... It's it's just a part of the conversation. It's not a topic that that you know PhDs and and uh, clinicians are the only ones that know how to talk about. He made it he made it so um, ordinary that we can actually have these conversations. And and I I believe that has a large uh, part to do why the, why it was so successful because people can actually listen to that and then have conversations about hey man this this isn't clinical. It's like real life now. Yeah. Well, and but also the clinical part that he talked about, he didn't use these crazy big no, fancy words. No. He didn't he didn't try and overdose somebody on yeah. his intelligence. Yeah. Right. He he made it so that you and I, the everyday citizen or the everyday first responder, can be like, Oh. Like why has it never been For sure told to me like that before? Right. And allowed people, and this is what I've heard coming out of other people's mouths, is it allows people to forgive themselves a little bit. Yeah. And be like, oh, wait, maybe this is why I've made some of the decisions I've made or even made some of the mistakes that I've made. Like, from a limbic system standpoint, I was not functioning correctly. Right. Oh. 
I don't know. And yeah. that's that's what it's about. I don't have to know how an air conditioner works to know that I can get cooled off by the air conditioner by turning it on. You know, you don't Trevor's Trevor's content was that you don't have to fully understand how trauma works to understand that trauma works within you. Yeah. And and I think I feel like that's a lot of the beauty of of his I mean that dude's a that dude's a smart dude. Absolutely. And he he what's real about him and he's well he was one of us, right? He 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 was a Kentucky State Trooper. He was a police officer. He actually started there in Oklahoma, Austin, right there in little old uh, Podunk, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and transitioned into uh, some really hard times. And he went digging in, trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the beauty of his uh, understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's what it's supposed to be, right? Is that those that have experienced something similar to those that are listening is where you connect with people and you sure. you gain a level of trust or understanding or, or whatever it may be. And, and so those, that's like the stuff that we, we want to continue to bring to people, um, you know, this year uh, on a different level. And I, I don't know what that looks like exactly. Uh, super grateful to have Brad on um, and, you know, go through that. But uh, I still want to give a, another shout out for another episode that we have. Um, the Indianapolis police department oh, episode yeah. With, yeah. with Nicole Jude. Um it's crazy how that specific episode actually helped another major department in the country build their peer support. And so they were lacking a little bit behind and I'm obviously not going to mention names cause I don't want to put that out there that, you know, uh, but, um, you know, they listened to that podcast. They reached out to me directly and then asked for her phone number. And that was the beginning of that department building a different kind of peer support team. I think it was always existing, right? Mm -hmm. But they realized what other places are doing and instilled that in their program. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty common theme within um, within the, the culture of just. Hey, what's happening out there? And that's the excitement of, of this podcast, which is uh, just having conversations with that allows people to say, hey, there's something different going on. What are they doing different that maybe could uh, could impact my department? So, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like that's that that also was another another one of those where I'm like, God, man, is this thing is this thing doing what it's supposed to do? Like, I was a little yeah. freaked out by it. And obviously, of course, like I've, I always deal with my own shit. My own anxiety pops up of like, oh boy, like I better start doing a better job with this and, and continue to build it and do what it needs to do. Because if that, if that conversation right there of that person calling me and then speaking with IMPD goes into, I mean, it's a trickle down effect, right? Right. And so ultimately, if they instill some of those things that that department is doing, that's saving someone's life. Absolutely. Right. Indirectly. Uh, but like it matters. Absolutely. And that's where my head goes. I'm like, Oh shit, this is now there's some responsibility behind this now. Right. Well, and I think, I think you're doing a great job with this because you're looking at this from a, from a, uh, altruistic standpoint of just, Hey, let's, let's see if we can affect some change out there. Let's see if we can impact some folks out there to, to the better, uh, and bring in awareness, uh, to some really hard topics. Uh, your selection of, of, uh, folks that you've had on the podcast to date has just been absolutely wonderful. And, and a lot of thanks I'll speak on behalf of the listeners to you, Austin is, uh, thanks for even doing this. This is a, this is a great, uh, this is a great endeavor that you've undertaken, uh, to just really have conversations of hard topics. So on behalf of the listeners, thank, thank, thanks for doing it. 
Yeah. Well, now the pressure's on you too, my friend. So. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here in the second chair, buddy. Yeah, no, not not for much longer. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure. I think that you know the the exciting thing about uh, having you on for the second season um, as the the co-chair is just a completely different perspective, right? Like uh, from a different part of the country, uh, you got a face for radio, um, a beautiful. <laughs> uh, no, you got a good voice to, to hit with a different type of person too as well. And sometimes accents are a bonding point for someone, right? Like I got that Oki accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which uh, I I happen to enjoy, right? I can listen, I can edit yours, but yeah. as soon as my voice comes on, <laughs> it, it's tough for me. But you you bring a different perspective, and you know I'm I'm excited. You know. Uh, who knows how far it goes? Like we are switching up our platform after this to to a remote podcast so that we can bring people across the country. And I, and I mean, I've I've had tons of conversations about you with you moving forward on this. But I'm excited with the the people that you know on a national level that can come in here uh, and do exactly what the Trevors did and the IMPDs did and the West Coast Post Traumas did and bring in uh, a completely different uh, view or standard or whatever it may be. You know, the, the, the awesome and sometimes um, unsettling uh, reality of working in this industry is that there's always a new person uh, that has had a really, really crazy story to, that can step up to the mic and say, let me tell you what happened last week. Because, you know, life, the, the, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's, there's still people out there serving this community uh, as the firefighters and the trauma nurses and the, the law enforcement officers, they're still out there working every day and crazy things are happening to them. Uh, and, and there's always the next person uh, that we can look at and say, Hey, tell us your story. Tell us, tell us how you, um, tell us what happened to you. Tell us uh, how you, where you went and then tell us how you got out of there. Um, you know, what was, what was the dark days and tell us what, what kept you going and, and why that is, that's a really actually a fascinating, um, part of, of me. I love sitting and listening to someone's story. Not that this doesn't have anything to do with this podcast. I just feel really grateful to get to be a part of this. Uh, but to sit and have the honor of actually someone download their entire journey of pain and suffering and darkness and say, this is what I did, or sometimes this is, I don't know. I don't know how to get out of this. And you actually give them this lamp of saying, let me help you. Yeah. And a small part, I feel like that's a little, you know, a little bit of what uh, starts the starts the question of, of hope uh, for maybe some of those people out there listening. I, absolutely. I think that, I mean, if if somebody leaves with nothing but an ounce of hope, after listening to an episode, I mean, it's a, it's a major victory, right? Because there's, you're absolutely right on the fact that, you know, every single day you're watching the news and you're hearing the stories of horrendous or beautiful things, right? Mm, and yeah, or, right? Sure. Like, yeah. like there are definitely two packs, paths. I don't, I don't want to stick on a negative side or a positive side because sometimes each, each one plays off of each other, you know, quite a little bit, but um, there, there's a never ending story of people, you know, sacrificing and putting their lives on the line to 
save others or help others or, or whatever it is, help themselves too, as a matter of fact. Uh, and we don't, you know, if you, if you watch the news these days, it seems to be pretty damn negative. It's pretty negative. Yeah. I, uh, I rarely watch the news anymore, Austin. I just, yeah. um, I'll, I'll catch the highlights, uh, themology. There's a couple of podcasts that I listen to that really catch me up, uh, thematically on what's happening. But, uh, you know, it's just, it, it, of course, too, part of it is, you know, just the trauma journey of saying, you know what, I don't, I don't have to listen to that. But, uh, you know, for, for kind of back to your theme of a little bit of kind of that portion of the conversation, I think it's, for me, it's really uh, important that I, that, that the reason I like be, uh, the opportunity to be a part of this is this no one fights alone concept of, uh, because I remember being in that place thinking I'm, I'm, I'm fighting this. I'm fighting these demons on my own. Uh, I'm I'm the only one in it. Nobody understands me, uh, and I will I will never forget the first time I heard a guy talk that was. It, I'm like, you get me, uh, and I think them, thematically, this uh, even the title of this podcast and and carrying over into, you know, how you allow people to actually un, unpack and unload their their stories really has a large part to do with, Hey, you're not alone out there. Mm-hmm. And if you think you are, uh, give a, give a listen to some of this, uh, because you're not there. There are people who have been down the journey that you've been down. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the goal is that, you know, with each individual guest or each individual podcast, we, we put that opportunity out there to connect to it sure. and in whatever way it is. And, you know, um, I'm I'm looking forward to the next year uh, and what that looks like, you know, for for this and you know for the future of wellness in general. You know, I mean, just uh, you see a lot more people, and and I think that that's you know, you get to speak on this too as well. But I mean, it's changed. It's it's still definitely a portion that is stigmatized to it, but more and more often you're finding first responders seeking help. You know, that's, that's a great point. The, the leadership across our country have embraced, um, you know, in varying degrees, you know, there are some, uh, you know, you still hear prevalent issues of administrative betrayal and those, you know, those types of topics, but, uh, the, the, you know, thematically again, this, this viewpoint of stigma is changing a little bit to, uh, okay, I welcome this conversation uh peer support teams standing up all over the country chiefs uh you know icp on law enforcement community icp embracing the fact that hey uh if you want to you want to help keep those officers healthy stand up a peer support team you know these different um um iaff in the firefighter community these these really these uh entities across the country are helping reestablish uh this culture of uh embracing uh, mental, emotional health issues in these dimensions of wellness, saying, hey, we want our servants, our heroes out there, we want them healthy. We want them having not just healthy careers, but healthy home lives, healthy relationships outside of work, uh, healthy, um, you know, spiritual and physical and, and nutritional lives. These are these are all conversation pieces now that they weren't ha- being had when I, you don't even want to know what I was told uh, and when I first got on about how to deal with stress, it was, it was an absolute, uh, jaw dropper of well, how to deal with stress. Now you got to tell us, uh, it was go find another girlfriend. Oh, 
Yeah, like that's going to de-stress your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was an exact quote from the my first supervisor in FDO. Jeez. Yeah. Hmm. Healthy, right? It, it was the culture at the time. Yeah. And what year was that? Uh, that was 1992. Okay. So things have drastically changed. I hope they don't. A little say bit. That. I hope they don't. They, they, I mean, they may, depending on the area, that still might be. It, it still could be uh, conversations being had. Yeah. However, in the meantime, a lot of these things are changing to say, hey, the, the complexity of, of what we know about uh, wellness and health, uh, that's, those are not good conversations to have. We need to have conversations about, you know, is your spiritual life intact? Is your, uh, is your nutritional life intact? Is your, uh, you know, your home life, your sex life? Those types of conversations yeah. that, you know, oftentimes are really hard conversations to have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that. But people are being open to them. They are. Yeah. Right, Bosses. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because they know that's how they're going to end up keeping their people. I mean, like I, I have for the first time was involved in uh, a conversation with somebody where, when they were in the hiring, they they were looking obviously to hire. Everyone's understaffed. Every city's understaffed. Everything, uh, and they actually got asked the question of, well, what does your wellness program look like? And that was a, a determining factor of if they were to, I mean, the guy was obviously qualified to be an officer there. Like that's right. the bottom line, right? Like he kind of holds their balls in, in his hand sure. when it, when it comes to, you know, I can choose to be with you guys or, you know, take it or leave it. And having the wellness program was a determining factor for him saying, all right, I'll sign on with you. Like, let's, let's do this. Smart guy. Yeah. But that's the first time I've ever heard of it. Right. Yep. And I mean, you talk to chiefs and, and people, uh, across the country and man i was yeah. 23 and just lucky to have a job i didn't ask yeah. i didn't have any idea what kind of conversations those were that was just mm-hmm. i was just lucky to oh you're gonna hire me to go drive fast and yeah yeah uh, i'm in well and so that's i mean that's part of this episode that i want to get into right here and i hope you're okay with it and it may be a slight blind side but we've had you on we've heard your story um but i want to hear like from from your mouth why you decided to become a police officer i think we kind of left that part out like we talked about a lot about your pain and struggle yeah um which i also respect you a ton for what you've been through and what you've overcome but like you know what what was your thought process in becoming a cop and and choosing that as a career for yourself you know i i grew up a a farm kid in western oklahoma i absolutely loved uh, farming ranching uh, with my dad, my dad, I still, um, I still absolutely love uh, my upbringing. I was fortunate to be in, uh, raised by some absolutely wonderful uh, family. They're amazing humans um, in an environment that was was really really healthy. Um, and when I went off to college. Uh, I had it well to back up. I had every intention of going back and just being a farmer rancher, you know, cutting wheat for the rest of my life. And when I went off to college, it it, it didn't take very long to figure out uh, that that was not going to mesh with actually, um, you know, part of my goal was uh, being married, raising a family, and uh, it was hard enough. It, it, it's rough. It's hard. Uh, kudos to any of the. I absolutely love farming ranchers uh, today. It's it's tough out there, and I realized real quickly um, that was not my going to be my journey in life. And I started looking around. Um, my dad said exact quote: "Sounds to me like you need to get on your knees and and find out where you're going." So the short version of that is I ended up uh, looking at law enforcement, um, and 
uh, got hired on by the Oklahoma Highway Patrol when I was 23 years old. I was trying to finish up college. And uh, the humorous part of that was they were taking uh, 32 folks into their academy in 1992. Uh, I think they had about 3,500 applicants, uh, which most agencies would slobber over that type of um, uh, recruitment process today. Um, but they were, uh, out of over 3000, they, uh, were going to select 32 and I got a letter saying, Hey, you were not selected. And then they expanded, um, the, uh, 32 to 36. And then I got another list. So I actually have two letters, uh, for the same patrol school. One says you didn't make it. And the other one says you did. So the, now let's not get too crazy about that because the, the reality is I was at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> What's the, so I you're saying the you're 36. Is that, I'm thinking you're 33, you know? I, I don't, uh, that's, yeah. being, that's being really optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to believe I was 33. I was Absolutely. probably 36. Uh, you know what? You didn't have to tell me to be grateful for that because I came out of there absolutely loving life. had a great career. Uh, my, my first three years were in eastern Oklahoma. I, I moved back to central Oklahoma, uh, spent the remainder of my career in um, a suburb of Oklahoma City. And... Um, you know, the, the, I just feel blessed, uh, throughout my career now, uh, did it have a lot of, um, you know, trials, tribulations and trauma with it? Absolutely. Uh, which is why I do what I do today. Um, but I, you know, 25 years, eight months, three days and six and a half hours with an agency that I absolutely still to this day love. Um, you know, do they have their, they have their issues? Yes. Um, but there, you're not going to find a governmental agency out there that's perfect. You're just not going to find it. Uh, because there, there's people within. That's the, that's the inherent um, dilemma or hurdle or burden sometimes uh, with uh, agencies is because they're ran by humans, and humans uh, have faults and and in varying degrees. Uh, I had some great leaders. I had some poor leaders. Uh, the great leaders I tried to learn from. The poor leaders I tried to uh, torment as best I could. So well, I, people make mistakes. People, uh, people make mistakes. You know. I uh, I was I got to be a part of some really cool things. Our our uh, tactical unit. I was a part of our tactical unit. Our honor guard. I used to serve as an honor guard with uh, uh, with funerals, line of duty death funerals. Um, I was a part of Homeland Security. I was part of uh, our special operations unit. I was. I just. I never said no to anything. Um, now. I wasn't a, I wasn't a perfect employee. I got kicked out of a couple of those units because, and you know, I can go back and look and say that was directly related to trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of that, uh, most of that time, uh, I really did have a ball. And the best part of that journey was some of the, uh, partners and relationships that I built through the course of it. You know, I, I often say, I, you know, I heard, I, I'm, I stole this, but I've heard this said a couple of times, you know, people say, do you miss it? And you say, I, you know, I miss the circus. I don't miss the clowns. I really do miss that. You know, I, I, I retired in 2018 and I really do miss the people, the, the, the partners and those relationships that you build in that, in that time is, is, you know, those are friends for life, really. Absolutely. I mean, when you, when you, uh, what is, I heard you comment today, you, uh, trauma relationship, you know, you, you trauma bonded, uh, trauma bonded. Yeah. You know, a lot of this is, is this trauma bond, uh, journey that you go through absolutely crazy, mind-blowing stuff that the normal public the average citizen uh just has no fathom of 
Uh, and you're, they don't want to fathom it either. Though. No, uh, you know, I, I don't want to speak for them. I, I would venture a guess that most of them say, that's why we hire a police officer. That's why we have deputies. That's why we have firefighters, uh, is because we, you know, I, I don't want to deal with that. And I call you when I need you. And when I need you, I want you to show up quickly, take care of the problem so I can go back to baking my cake and mm-hmm. uh, mowing my lawn. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I had a, um, I feel like I had a blessed career. Uh, I think through the, through the course of my career, I, I had some trauma attached to me and, and, uh, I, I had, uh, several losses, not really going back down the podcast road that I, that I was on, but, you know, a variety of losses, uh, led me to, uh, really a, a place in my life that, uh, I didn't have answers for. Uh, and, and the hypocrisy of my journey is that I worked in a lot of this wellness industry through the latter part of my career. I was, uh, I was on our peer support team. I actually, uh, led our peer support team. Uh, I, I, you know, I taught wellness. I taught a variety of wellness all throughout, throughout the, uh, United States. Uh, I worked in the industry post-retirement. I worked in that wellness community, which is how you and I met. Uh, and then, uh, a variety of things that happened in my life just led me down to, uh, to overload, uh, to where, you know, I, I can no longer, uh, exist in the current, uh, method and manner of life to which I'm living. I got to figure out a different way to live, which is, um, why I'm so grateful for Chateau. Chateau was just the beginning of, of changing my mindset, changing my, uh, philosophical and worldview, my spiritual view, um, this, and, and I'm deeply grateful, uh, for the Chateau experience, uh, in the short time that I was here. Um, and, uh, still to this day, uh, am on this. I feel like it's a, probably will be a forever endeavor of just living a life of gratitude and utilizing, uh, this change this experience this new way of looking at uh something different you know i wasn't um i just wasn't prepared for i wasn't i didn't have the skills or tools to um um empty the bucket uh i thought i did uh i thought i did um i was able to empty that bucket a little bit but there was some you know just some external things that my internal uh uh heart and mindset were not prepared for no, absolutely. But that's that's why I think you bring uh, a really like integral part of the future of this podcast together is having that experience, that knowledge, uh, everything that you just spoke about. You've walked through, you know, many, many different things. Uh, and when we, you know, move forward with these guests and these things like it, it's just an opportunity for you to speak on a different level with them. Right. Like that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. And like we all have our I, I think it's important for us to all have our qualifiers to be a part of this, you know, journey for everybody. Right. But like, you know, I think ultimately it, it comes, it's about where it comes from in the heart, you know, and, and in, to that, and I have to ask you that question. I mean, like in your heart was part of the reason you wanted to do this was to help people. Oh, absolutely. Not, not just this podcast and not wellness. I'm just talking to, to be an officer in general. Uh, I, I absolutely would, uh, I relish the opportunity. Not only am I excited about this, but even further, I would say I am grateful for the opportunity that if something that I can, uh, offer up or instigate in a conversation or actually, uh, verbalize myself, uh, that can really 
get a uh, first responder out there asking an internal question, man, what, what a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's, I mean, that is where I want to wrap up our, our first episode because I think, you know, what we have moving forward now is, you know, like a, a little bit of a direction for you and I to explore. And, uh, you know, our next guest will be, um, you know, Lou, uh, and Lou is a, um, former military guy himself. Special operations. Special operations. It's a badass. Right. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And we're looking forward to speaking with him, um, you know, talking about his journey and, and where he's at in his life and, um, you know, then we'll keep moving forward from there and, and hopefully have a new episode for you guys, you know, every week or every other week or, you know, like obviously we both, uh, this is our passion project. And so we want to do this, uh, as best we can, but we're also not going to put out episodes just to put them out. Like, we, did you sign me up for podcast school? Is that what, what, what's that about? If it, if it exists, <laughs> I need to go because obviously there's some, there's some work that needs to be done appropriately. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what it is, man. I, I think right, like that's our journey. Is you know, what's what's great yeah. about this is that, that I don't think anybody really expects you to be experts at this. Uh, you know, you didn't you don't get ten thousand downloads from from people uh, thinking, oh yeah, Austin Patterson's the guru on podcasts. They they well, download that because maybe you're offering something up that is yeah. relevant to my life. You know, besides the few people that uh, have reached out to us directly about the podcast, I mean, shit, those other nine thousand downloads could have been my mom. <laughs> You know, just just trying to make me feel better and and say you're doing something good, right? Like that's that's a definite possibility. So I mean, so the 99 people that are out there listening, thanks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We appreciate every minute and, and that you listen in and and uh, join us on this journey, uh, mom. If you're listening, too, thank thanks, you for, mom, for the 9,000 downloads. Uh, but anyways, uh, we will be back uh, hopefully in the next week or two with you guys and um, over the next year. Like what, whatever, whatever that looks like, uh, you know, um, I'm hoping to get some pretty cool guests at the, uh, FOP wellness conference over in Nashville, uh, maybe try and steal someone and, and grab them for a few minutes. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, that's honest. That's right around the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we don't have a plan for anybody, but I have a feeling we're going to run into someone and just force them to sit oh, there's down some, with us. There's some uh, cool humans going to be walking around that place. Oh, absolutely. Just absolutely yeah. shame them into doing yeah. it. You know, uh, give them the opportunity. You know how many people you could help right now by yeah. li- by doing this and <laughs> just shame them into sitting down with us. But uh, anyways, uh, thank you, everyone. Like I said, um, you know, we really uh, appreciate every single person that, that takes the time and, uh, you know, listens is on it listens in on this. And anything you want to say to the listeners as we head out, Brad? I'm just grateful to be here. I appreciate uh, the opportunity, Austin, you and the listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to to just uh, share some of my life with you and hopefully vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this segment of No One Fights Alone. We want to give a special shout out to our sponsors of this episode, Chateau Recovery and First Responder Trauma Counselors. Chateau Recovery is a 16-bed treatment facility nestled in the foothills of the Wasatch Mountains in Midway, Utah. Chateau's First Responder Resiliency Program is designed to treat the unique challenges and issues that first responders encounter in the course of their careers. 
Chateau's comprehensive and individualized approach to treatment addresses more than just the presenting issues, it addresses the why. Each of their trauma-trained and culturally competent therapists utilize evidence-based therapies to treat trauma at its core and enable clients to begin the healing process while developing a resilient and healthy relationship with stress. Chateau Recovery is trusted by departments and agencies from around the county to treat responders and veterans, in fact it is one of only a handful of facilities nationwide that is vetted and approved to treat members of the Fraternal Order of Police. For more information, or to speak to a representative, go to chateaurecovery.com or call 888-507-5031. First responder trauma counselors are subject matter experts in proactive behavioral health care for frontline workers through their National Peer Support Academy. This 40-hour, all badges, all uniforms, all scrubs, educational experience, helps you create caring, honest, and empathetic peer support relationships with your fellow frontline workers. FRTC's National Peer Support Academy is taught by actual first responders who have gone back to school to become culturally competent licensed behavioral health clinicians, who teach from lived experience not just theories from books. This fast-paced, immersive, educational academy will not just change your life, it will help you save the lives of others. For additional details go to their website 911overwatch.org or contact First Responder Trauma Counselors at 970-222-4193, this could be the most life-changing academy you'll ever attend.